I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome. The inspiration arose today, I think inspired by my last talk, to share some wisdom from Sri Muji. I think I've shared some of these quotes before, but they are always wonderful to repeat because even when I see them again, they sometimes help, help to spark new thoughts. So the first piece of wisdom I'd like to share is this quote, when awareness touches mind, I begins. When mind touches body, me begins. When me touches object, desire, attachment, and fear begin. And I'd like to just take that in stages. So when awareness touches mind, I begins. This to me points to consciousness. Consciousness begins once it has an object. When awareness touches an object, that object becomes conscious. So when the awareness touches the mind, this concept of I begins, I exist, I am, comes from awareness touching the mind and sort of activating um, this idea of existence. The next part is when mind touches body, me begins. So this is how I come to think of the positioning. When you are aware of yourself as a person, and not just as simply awareness, but as a person, that happens when the mind is connected with the body. There's this idea of me. You're aware of your feelings, your thoughts, your form, your body form, aches and pains, blissful feelings, all of those things happen when you are identified as this body, this concept of me. So you're going into a state of greater connectedness to this form through that connection with the mind. And then the final part is when me touches object, desire, attachment, and fear begin. So when you have this idea of me, and that creates you as a person separate from other persons, then you are in this form you know, of identification as the person. And as soon as you as a person touches an object, and that can be a person or a thing or a place, this desire to either have something or to not lose something is present. The attachment, feeling that that something is yours, comes into play. And that could be as simple as an article of clothing you're wearing. You have that attachment and that feeling that that thing or that person or something that is, you know, is related to uh, particularly objects, you have this feeling that it's yours. And then almost as a natural corollary, fear begins because once you feel that you, maybe you have something that you don't want to lose, you're attached to it, you suddenly have a fear of losing it or a fear of not being able to attain it. 
all that happens when you are, as this person, touching some other object. All of those things get activated through that, uh, that feeling. So I, I love this, um, this quote from Srimuji because I feel like it, it really defines the opportunity to reach awareness again. So if we start from the base level, if you no longer are touching objects, you're not having that desire, you're not having that attachment, and therefore you don't have those fears. If you're just living in complete contentment with what you have and who you are, solely by yourself without attachment to, to anyone or anything, then you're able to kind of recognize, I think in a form of, of meditation, that there's, there's something that is connecting the mind and the body. And there's something that allows you to see both that you are um, experiencing those sensations in the form, but also able to observe them. And so if you let go of that idea of me as the body, you have an expanded idea of what you could be. And if you take it to the final level, which is, you know, previously our first step, if you observe where this feeling of I exist and I am come from, you become aware of yourself as even being aware of that consciousness that is observing all of the thoughts and this experience that you have when you're identifying as the person and how identifying as the person and touching objects makes you feel desire, fear, and attachment. So if you work that backwards, then if you trace the source from where that feeling of I exist begins, you then are in touch with awareness itself. And this is the greatest opportunity because when we identify as awareness, we are free naturally. We are naturally peace. Bliss is our natural state. So this wisdom is, you know, it helps to, to show how these different identifications play out in our lives, but also how we can transcend those experiences to really connect and stay as the freedom we truly are. So I love that. And this other quote that I just happened to read in... Um, his book that I love called White Fire is this short quote. In the absence of you personally is the presence of you universally. In the absence of you personally is the presence of you universally. So what this means is that when you let go of even the person who's attached to all of those things and feels desire and feels fear, what remains is your true nature, which is presence. And when you are living as presence, as freedom itself, these ideas of who you think you are and who you think others are really shifts dramatically. 
you no longer see people as being separate. You, you understand our connectedness. <clears throat> and I think it, even from the eyes of this consciousness, conscious awareness, you can recognize the, the varying levels of consciousness in other beings. But then when you elevate beyond that, there are no beings anymore. <laughs> it's just all nothingness and peace. But I, you know, and that's that statement of, of um, saying how you perceive others. There's this quote that I, um, I shared today. I am not what you think I am. You are what you think I am. And this is a quote, I'm not sure who it's from, that I ran across a few years ago and was reminded of it again today. And I thought it was pretty um, insightful. I am not what you think I am. So this is really saying that whatever you think I am, especially from this perception of person, is not what I truly am. It's not what you truly are. And then the next part of that quote is, you are what you think I am. So the way that you identify me is consistent with your life experience too. So if you see me as another person, you see yourself as another person. But if you recognize that, you know, if we shift that up a level, that we're all interconnected, then that's how you're experiencing yourself as well. You are what you think I am. And then from the, from the highest level of awareness, literally all that goes away and there is no thinking. <laughs> so I am not what you think I am really is only relevant to the personhood identification. When you are operating from a state of consciousness or awareness, there's no more thinking because there's no more mind. Because remember, when awareness touches mind, I begins. That's where thinking and thoughts begin. One of the greatest analogies that I, um, I've kind of learned through various teachers, especially in the Advaita path, is using the dreaming, waking, and deep sleep states to understand these levels of identification. So in deep sleep, there is really nothing, right? We don't have any ideas or thoughts. It's just stillness and peace. The teachers have compared that state of deep sleep to awareness itself. The dream state is when there is some level of consciousness because you are dreaming potentially with yourself in the dream. But there's no thinking or thoughts. So the waking state is when the mind gets activated. Then you have all of these thoughts and, you know, very strong identifications. Um, all of those, you know, very strong personhood identifiers are present in that waking state. So in this way, we are having, just in our natural rhythms of sleep, we're having, we're touching these different levels of identification 
In this waking state, we are most strongly identified with ourselves as the person. The dream state, less so. Deep sleep, not, not at all. Awareness itself. So the opportunity is to bring that experience of bliss, peace, and freedom into this waking state by recognizing what we truly are, what we are in that dream, or excuse me, that deep sleep state, which is perfect peace and stillness. So I present these ideas for you, really for your consideration, for your contemplation, to recognize this opportunity to transcend exactly now and to have this peace that comes from really being what you truly are, what you truly are without all of these you know, layers added on in this waking state. The opportunity for freedom that is everlasting is always with us. We only need to remove these distractions that seem to be covering what we truly are, but can never do that. Our mind is creating these distractions and illusions for us to have this experience of personhood. But once we recognize what we truly are, that peace is always available to us. Possibilities are infinite because we are infinity itself. We are infinite beings. And not even beings. <laughs> We're just infinite. Infinite infinity having this experience of beingness. I like that. <laughs> so I hope this gives you some concepts to consider. I'm just going to reread the quotes I shared. Um, I think I actually lost my marker for the white fire quote. Oops. <laughs> so I'll share the first quote and the last quote that I happened to write down. Um, when awareness touches mind, I begins. When mind touches body, me begins. When me touches object, desire, attachment, and fear begin. And the last quote was, I am not what you think I am. You are what you think I am. Oh, I wish you a wonderful day or night, depending on where you are. And I thank you for being here. Namaste. Namaste.